Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. This week we are talking about something that we have touched on before in an earlier episode on toxic relationships, but we thought we would revisit it as a slightly more specific topic and we're going to be talking today about decluttering unhealthy friendships. Um, So this is when we're going to talk about identifying uh, and letting go of the friends in your life that you've outgrown or feel misaligned with or feel that the relationship is is no longer healthy for you. The goal when decluttering your friendships is to let them go in a manner that's still pretty elegant and gentle and let them go in a helpful way regardless of what's happened in the past you don't want to ever end a friendship by causing more distress or hurting feelings even more than they they possibly have been hurt already so it's I would say it's pretty normal to expect a level of grief with letting go of any kind of friendship even if it is one that's turned a bit sour but you should hopefully be able to avoid any kind of trauma if you're managing the process of letting it go delicately hopefully people aren't going to feel traumatized or um, really deeply affected by the process of letting go so so that's kind of that the aim of the show is to talk a little bit through that is this something you can relate to at all Beck? Oh, yeah, I think everyone can relate to it. And I was just actually going to interrupt you, almost interrupt you then, because you said, you know, you you should be able to do it without too much distress or trauma. And I think that most people would have found that it's incredibly difficult to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like most, apart from ghosting, which is low trauma on the part of the ghoster, um, (laughs) it could be high high trauma on the part of the ghostee because they're just left not knowing. But I think that, yeah, we, I think we've all experienced at some point or another a friendship coming to an end in some way. And a lot of the time it just happens to us. And I think if it's happened to us in the past, I think one of the things that might, we might find difficult is then initiating that and later on in the future. Like, well, I've, I've been through that and I don't want to go through that again. So I'm just going to put up with this friendship the way that it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think, I think though, so many of us, even if we think back to childhood, have probably had friendships that have um, ended poorly and we've felt jaded or hurt by them. Um, And I guess the goal is rather than letting a friendship turn really ugly or messy, is that if you, if it's heading down that that path and it feels unhelpful or it feels imbalanced at all that you kind of face it and end it I don't know I was going to say swiftly it sounds very callous but you know what I mean because I think intentionally do you mean like intentionally yeah and I think and with honesty because I think that's where usually for me certainly anyway things that have ended that have felt um dishonest in some way or dragged out I feel like I probably would have appreciated more someone just saying look this isn't working for me anymore rather than 
ghosting me or pulling away slowly over time if they just said, you know or what? Or telling actually, everyone around you what yeah. you've done wrong except for you. <laughs> yeah. So I think as a recipient, honesty is probably a nice thing to receive and I feel like it would mm. be less traumatic um, I can't help but thinking about the person being broken up with, but I'm, you know, obviously talking yeah. in, the, in the friendship sense. But it um, is a breakup, isn't mm, it? Like yeah. it, it's the same kind of thing. It's a, it's a relationship ending in some way. Yeah. So then I guess the first thing that we should talk about is why you would want to do this. Like, you know, under what circumstances would you find yourself wanting to let go of a friendship? You know, what is it that brings you to that that point? I've come up with a couple of reasons. The first one I thought about when a friendship might start feeling like it's unhealthy or unhelpful is when the relationship is just unequal or in kind of misalignment or unbalanced. So, and this is, you know, over a period of time. So there are there's always going to be times during friendships where all the energy is going in one direction. You might be completely leaning in to another person because they're going through a hard time or a period of stress or some drama. That's fine. But if it is an extended period where the relationship is entirely one-sided and you feel like you are always giving more than you get, um, then it might be an indication that the, the relationship, you know, might not be serving you anymore. Um hmm. Because it can feel like one-way traffic at times, I think, if it's if you're in that kind of relationship. And and if it's not just because, you know, if someone's going through a, a marriage breakup or they've got um, illness or someone close mm. to them has got illness, obviously it is going to be one-way traffic for a while because they need your support and that's what friends are there for. But if yeah. things kind of right themselves in some way or five years down the track you feel like you're still all give, no get, then maybe that might be a, a reason that you want to let go of the friendship if you feel kind of unsupported in that way. Yeah. I was actually thinking about this episode when um, I had um, Shit's Creek on mm-hmm. the other day. I, just, I have this habit and my husband like says, he said, I don't understand why you do that. But on the weekends when I'm pottering or doing cleaning or housework or or office work or whatever I always stick the tv on and I put something on that I've watched a billion times before so a star wars movie or I know this is really dorky but like back to the future movie or um or I'll do Shit's Creek or Parks and Rec and something that I've seen before a billion times I can recite it in my sleep and it doesn't distract me but it comforts me while I'm going about my day so I had Shit's Creek on and um and there was the there was that episode where Alexis ran into her friend that had come into town or her friend and mm-hmm. group friends that had come into town and I was just sort of looking at that and just reflecting on how I hadn't really had a friendship like that before and I was feeling grateful about how superficial it was and how it was these a lot of the friendships that they had in their past life were all about their own status and that other people were just friends with them because of who they were and how much money they had not who they were as a person mm-hmm. um, and so I think one of the reasons why you could um feel like a relationship is not quite right is if you do feel like you are being used in order to 
for that person to feel better about themselves or, you know, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And there are plenty of friendships that do exist um, in order for either prestige or people trying to elevate their own standing and sometimes just being in the same social circles for whatever reason um, can bring people together but it's it's not always a reason to stay together you know those Mm. just because your circumstances are similar for whatever reason um, if if you would naturally grow apart but you feel like someone's clinging on to you because they're trying to use you to climb some way or somewhere or get something extra out of you or be seen with you or something like that, then that can be Mm. really, that would be really detrimental, I think. Yeah. And I'm not rich or famous, so I haven't really had anyone clinging to me to raise their own prestige. (laughs) I can't relate to that. (laughs) I can't really relate to that either, but I'm sure there are people out there. There absolutely will be, and I've had discussions with people who have had uh, that kind of thing um, happen. Um, actually, another another thing that just occurred to me, and it came from a conversation that I had with, with a client once, and I think that when your circumstances change, sometimes the people that you are around, when you were your old you, don't... Um, don't align with the new you necessarily. Mm-hmm. So if you if you go through, so um, there was a discussion online I saw recently about drinking, and this person had said, "Look, I've decided to go sober." Uh, she did. Um, she, I think she was starting with Dry July, and she'd found that a lot of pressure came from her friends to drink, and she did some soul searching, and she realised she actually wants to be sober permanently, not just for July. And she said, "What do I do about that?" But my friends, my friends are going to want me to drink. They're going to make me drink, you know. And a whole lot of people commented saying one of the best things they did when they got sober is they found sober friends. And so that's another mm. another thing that can sometimes happen with, with friendships is that you change and in order to help you continue to change in the healthy way you've been changing, you might need to change the people around you as well. So there's that saying you can't change the people around you but you can change the people around you. Mm-hmm. Who says that? That's Joshua Fields Milburn, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and that happens, I think that happens a lot. People just outgrow each other. And mm. um, I remember one time, This will, I don't want this to come out sounding wrong, but I remember um, living in Adelaide after I'd finished uni and I'd started work and I felt a bit overwhelmed with the number of friends I had. That sounds so <laughs> egotistical. But no, it doesn't. I had still had high school friends that I still caught up with that lived in Adelaide. And then I had made new friends at uni and they were a different bunch. And then I'd started work and I'd made new friends from work. And then I also played netball and had a bunch of netball. So I had these pockets of friends. Then I met Ryan and there was his military friends and their girlfriends. And I felt like I Mm -hmm. was spread so thin, like I kept all of these groups of friends. And I was like, I really love all these people, but I'm actually not giving enough time to any of them. And it was the first time I ever thought, and I didn't... I definitely didn't think about it in terms of decluttering my friendships, but I did think about 
evaluating my friendships and working out who were the ones that were, if I was in a crisis, who would I call? Or if I was having a bad day, who would call to check up on me if they hadn't heard from me? You know, who were the Mm. people that would lean in and who would be the people that would be like, oh, yeah, like the fair weather friends? Because I honestly couldn't maintain friendships or, or the kind of level of friendship I wanted from people that depth I couldn't maintain that with a big group of people and so I did Mm. a bit of um intentional leaning in and leaning out from a few people um Mm. and I think so I think you that's I mean that could be a situation where you want to uh let go of friendships you could also have the the ones that are really just kind of genuinely unhealthy if you walk away from Mm. Um, a person and feel consistently brought down or depleted by them if they speak negatively to you or don't offer any comfort in the friendship if they're overly needy um, Mm. or are consistently emotionally heavy or create a lot of drama. You know, you have, there are people out there that when you walk away from them, it's exhausting. Like being in their presence is exhausting and it's and there's and every and it's there's always too much there's always so much happening you know there's there's always they're always they drag you in to their own drama and then you have then the weight of somebody else's problems as well as your own and not and obviously share a problem shared is a problem halved and that's cool like it's really good to help your friends out with their problems but when you've got somebody who is pounding you with their problems or dragging you into their drama and involving you in something that you actually didn't have any involvement in and you're not actually helping them solve a problem you're just joining them in whatever fight they're in with whomever it is at that time Mm -hmm. and so that's sort of not necessarily being a good friend to them that's just getting dragged along you know in their in their wake and and getting sort of sucked into to all of the stuff so you know there is you know looking at are you actually genuinely helping them with their problems when they have them or are they dragging you in and creating problems for you? That would be a sort of another thing to look at as well. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a fan of drama and I know some people love drama. Some people thrive off it mm-hmm. and it's certainly something that I found I was more interested in when I was younger <laughs> and I think that might be the case for a lot of people. And as we get older, we start saying, I don't have time for that. I don't yeah. have time for drama. Like, just no, <laughs> go away. Yeah, if you've got somebody that is constantly complicating your life, um, mm. that might be a good sign as well. There's also a situation where you might feel ignored or left behind if you've got a friend um, who cancels regularly or refuses to make time for you if they're not putting in any effort I mean it's funny there are a lot of behaviors that we might tolerate from a friend that we wouldn't tolerate from a partner Mm. you know in terms of like regular cancelling or not putting any energy if you had a had a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner of any form that was treating you like that you would probably say I'm better than that but when your friend, especially if it's someone you've got history with, mm. if they treat you like that, quite often you will explain it away and explain it away. And that's okay for a while if they're going through some stuff. But um, 
a friendship is still two-sided. You both need to put in time and energy for it to be healthy and functioning. And if you feel like that's not coming back at you, then that mm. might be a sign that, you know, it's it's not meant to be long-term. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's obviously a myriad of reasons why you might decide to end a friendship. But what we want to what I want to talk about now is how we do it like how do you actively let a friendship go um, in a way that is healthy and helpful because you can just try and back away but quite often that leaves people feeling uh, confused <laughs> mm. or, or it might cause conflict because mm. they call you out on it <laughs> yeah so unlike a marriage, this is the thing. When you separate from a partner um, and go through the process of divorce, there there's a legal process um, and levels of support that step in and guide you through uncoupling. Thanks, Gwyneth, for that word. <laughs> and, um, and, and creating a level of, I guess, administrative closure, even if not emotional closure. Um, there's... There's help to navigate that scenario where you um, divorce from a partner, but there's no there's no process, there's no recognised um, process for stepping away or letting go of a friendship. So it's something you've got to you've got to walk through yourself. And I guess the first step is to understand that it will be still very emotional, whether you're the person ending it or having you know if you're being the person broken up with. Either way, for both parties. Um, and especially if there's a history there, if you've been friends for a long time, it will, it'll be emotional and you'll go, you'll go through a bit of grieving. Mm. I have to say that of the friends that have broken up with me, I've never had, um, they've never been honest with me about it. And I think that that is something that I think if there's a way of, of doing this in a, in a, harm-free or a low-harm way, uh, I think that, that the honesty and the compassion for the other person's feelings are really important. I had I had one friend who broke up with me by telling her mum who told my mum who told me. <laughs> and oh, that's just yeah, sad. She, she just, just, you know, and had all these horrible things to say about me that I had no recourse on because I didn't... I wasn't part of the conversation. The conversation was between like, her and her mother, and my mother, and then I was on the other. I, I was on the outside of that, hearing the bits come back mm. in, you know. And I there was no, there was no. I mean, I could tell my mum what I thought, and my mum was very supportive, and she was very uncomfortable about the whole thing. And but I couldn't. It wasn't get. It wasn't going to get like my mum again. Wasn't necessarily going to cause trouble by coming back with my perspective she's just mm. like she just thought she said I'll just sit here and be uncomfortable for a while then I'll tell Rebecca and then we'll talk about it that then but it was just this yeah it was an uncomfortable situation there was no there was no actual communication and um and I would have loved that I would have really liked that that extra bit of communication and that that honesty instead of it coming through this it's almost like a I have the image of the tin can and the string. <laughs> yeah, it's like coming through that sort of thing. It's oh, what's, like what's this that, distant thing. What's that movie where they she gets broken up with, but on a post-it note or something? I can't remember. <laughs> um, it was like on I a post-it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I remember someone saying something about Broken Up on a post-it, but I don't remember what movie it was. So a way that you could actually end it that might be helpful for you and uh, for the person on the other end is you can start by creating that that distance initially. And and part of that is it's almost like I don't want to encourage people to play games, but the worst thing is feeling blindsided. So Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're if someone feels like they're entirely in a relationship and then someone ends it, it it will they'll be so shocked they might not almost hear you. Where if there is a way to gently start moving away emotionally from that person, and and it could just be, you know, for a few days or a week or something. Not that you go out with them, you know, or go away for a long weekend this weekend and then next weekend you <laughs> tell them you don't want to be Ignore friends them. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you can create that distance, but again, if that goes on for too long, you you know, it might um, create a bit of a, a muddled feeling about what's going on. So it is best to be upfront and honest um, about wishing for the friendship to end. And like you said, Beck, if the, if the other person feels the same way for some reason, they might be really happy with that honesty <laughs> and that mm. straight up approach. Yeah, yeah, and that I think all <laughs> I think the same the same could go for ghosting as well. I think the the only time I think the only time ghosting is a is a good idea is when you're both doing it simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can work out that the other person is probably going to be really happy that you're ghosting them because they might be leaning that way themselves, then that's pretty cool. But other other than that, I think yeah, being honest about it is the best way. And. You can consider writing a letter to explain your feelings. And I know that sounds a bit old school, but I feel like people can express things well when they write them down. Um, Mm. Plus... And not on a (laughs) (laughs) post-it, but in an actual letter. Yeah. And the, the hint I would give is don't send it straight away. So write it out, write your feelings, and then sit on it for a night or a couple of days so that you can relook at it and edit it. And if you've been emotional writing it, you can take out some of those hurtful expressions that you might have used or if you've got any really extreme emotion because you want the person to sit and read the letter to the end. You don't want them to read the first two lines, be so angry that they scrunch it up Mm. and and throw it. So you don't want them to be dismissive of it. And the way you Mm. can do that is by being clear and being succinct, devoid of like excess emotion if possible. And you don't want the purpose of this letter necessarily to be a a list of everything that person's ever done wrong or all the horrible things they are or anything like that. If you keep it at, you know, this is how I feel, um, then that person is also less likely to just dismiss it as, an angry, nasty rant, or they're less likely to get defensive and upset and they're more likely to see it for what it really is, which is an expression of your feelings um, rather than it being an attack in any way. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I would say the ideal way to end a friendship is probably to see someone face-to-face or very least try and call them on a phone Oh, God, that's so scary, Tara. But it is scary. <laughs> um, the the only thing is, 
it's that it's that whole idea of the person probably won't appreciate it in the moment, but down the track, they will be happy that you did that rather than yeah. send them a text message and said, "Don't call me again," or "I don't want yeah, to hang out yeah. with you anymore." Um, yeah. The only thing with that is, <laughs> if you're nervous, just try not to talk around the subject for a while because. If you, if you meet someone on your lunch break for an hour and you spend 45 minutes talk, talking to them about their weekend away and then with 10 minutes to go, you go, oh, by the way, I don't want to be friends with anymore because you make me feel bad about myself. So, like, see ya, bye, <laughs> you know, like. Um, yeah, that's probably not Yeah, you can't really dump a, dump a bombshell nice and run. So, um, yeah, if you if you can see someone or you've got the, you're feeling brave enough to, to end a friendship that way, it would be, mm. it would be a nice way to put a full stop on it, you know, like a bit of it's almost a bit of closure and yeah. allow time for the discussion. And if the person is feeling hurt and they want to stand up and walk out, that's fine. Or hang up on you, that's fine. But if they want to say, well, wh- why? What did I do? Um, you know, learn for, learn from their mistake. It's a bit like I can only imagine. Oh no, I can't imagine this. I was going to say I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine being – I haven't been fired from a job, but I have fired other people. <laughs> so <laughs> when I have told people that they're no longer employed for the company that I was working for, we had I would create an hour-long meeting and sometimes after the first two minutes they'd be like, fine, I'll pack up my desk, I'm out. But others would take the full hour to say, right, okay, well, if I go into another job – how do I not make the same mistakes? What can mm-hmm. I do differently? But some people are really eager to learn so that they don't take that same problem or problematic behaviour into the next scenario. So, mm. you know, I don't know if a friendship would, if people could feel I, honest enough. I'd like I to think, think that so. Would, I think that would be good, but I really don't see that. I don't <laughs> see that happening most of the time. Uh, what I actually envisage is some swearing and some yelling and some, will you suck too, and then stomping away. <laughs> And maybe a thrown that's, cup of coffee, flipped tables. Kind of, yeah, well, sort of. I, I When I think about friendships ending honestly, and this could be just part of my non-confrontational nature, but when I think about it, I think, you know, that that it will end in a fight. Like if you say something, there'll be a fight or there'll be an argument. But I guess that I, we don't need to end the story there either. So, yeah, so what if there is a fight? So then what next? Like mm-hmm. if we, because I have this and it's kind of like the decluttering, you know, well, what, what next? What happens then? It's sort of like, okay, so yeah, okay, so there's a fight and they're angry and they're hurt. Then what happens after that? And then what happens after that? And if we really think about it, we can progress the story through and reduce our anxiety knowing that there's going to be more than just a fight. Then there might be another conversation after that argument. There might be some distance and then another conversation to make, to get that person um, their closure perhaps and mm-hmm. to, to sort of cross everything off and to get it to the point where it, it is uh, non-contentious um, or as, as, li- as little long, with as little hurt as possible um, at the end. But um, I think that whole, the whole idea of, oh, they're just going to get mad and cry and yell and say nasty things to me so I'd rather just ghost them 
instead of thinking that, which is my first thought, maybe we could progress a little bit down the story further to say, okay, well, okay, then, well, then what would I do if that did happen and how would it progress further mm. on? And maybe I can get to the point that I'd like it to be at at some point and I don't have to just stop at the fight, <laughs> yeah. which is where my brain wants to stop. Well, and so if I put myself on the receiving end of this, I would just cry. That would That's just <laughs> me. I would just cry and I would probably tell them it's fine because I couldn't cope with... Any more of the anything discussion. Anything of anything. Mm-hmm. I could just emotionally would be like, I'm spent, I'll give you a hug and I'll apologise and I'll cry and I'll walk away. But then next week I might go, well, hang on, why? But I would need <laughs> yeah. the distance. I don't know that I'd be able to spit it out yeah. in the same conversation. But, um, yeah, oh, it's amazing, isn't it, like thinking putting yourself in that scenario. I guess. Mm. I guess you just have to take as much compassion as you can into it um Mm. and you don't know how someone will react someone might say you know what you're right this has been a really unhealthy friendship and and I'm glad it's ending wouldn't that be good if that was the (laughs) (laughs) am I just being overly optimistic here that sounds like like the breakup in you've got mail or (laughs) and sleepless in Seattle like the, the two breakups in those movies they're just like oh my god you're not like me either oh my god awesome bye (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> does not happen only happens in romantic it comedies it, maybe maybe i've been watching too much netflix um so well I this is the thing we're mature grown-ups it would be good if it could happen that way and yeah. i i think it's definitely possible if if you approach it with the with the idea that it is possible maybe instead of being all negative like me so a couple of tips to keep in mind if this is something you are considering doing with someone like you mentioned before, you've got to keep the focus on you. So if I was breaking up with you, Beck, I wouldn't talk to you about stuff that you do wrong and what you said and what you did. I would talk about me. I would say, when I'm with you, Beck, it makes me feel blah, blah, blah. I expect this from a friendship and I don't believe I'm getting it. The needs of mine that aren't being met are blah, blah, blah. So it's all about me and what I feel I am not getting in the relationship or in the friendship mm. and how it makes me feel. So it you is could also, not- oh, I was just going to add into that. You could also make it about you not being able to give them what they need too sometimes because sometimes that can be the case too. Yeah, absolutely. And like, like I'm sober now and I can't give you the party animal that you want anymore, for yeah, example. Yeah, or... or- I know that you um, have a lot of drama going on in your life and I I cannot be the sounding board that, that you need for that because I've got enough stuff in my life that I don't have the capacity to be mm. that, that person for you. But that's the mm. thing. When you, are, when you turn it around and put the spotlight on you and how it's making you feel, it is a lot less likely that they're going to be um, defensive and angry because they can't get angry at you for the way you feel. That's the way you feel. Mm. Um, and where if you said your behaviour is this, then it's really easy to become defensive and say, well, but, yeah. but, but, but. So. Yeah. yeah, you're always like Rebecca. You always let me down, Rebecca. <laughs> That's what they'd say to me. That's what Tara would say to me. Rebecca, you're always late. Oh, my God, go away. No, I'd say, Beck. I expect that when we <laughs> set a recording time at 8.30, you'll be there. And so when you don't arrive at 8.30, then I feel let down. 
And uh-huh. that's not a feeling I can continue to carry. And so, therefore, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> For the record, I was here five minutes earlier this Yeah, morning, Beck so. was earlier than me today, so that's just <laughs> it's our example. But <laughs> if you avoid pointing the finger or blaming the other person, even though in your heart you're feeling that, yes, this is about them and it's their behaviour that is the reason you're ending the friendship, don't say it like that. It's not about mm. them, even though it is about them. So, yep. you know, massively confusing. That no, makes perfect sense. Any other tips? Um, one of the things that I would suggest is to try and avoid involving anyone else. So if you've got mutual friends, don't drag them into that. Don't expect them to take sides. Don't ask them to stop seeing their friend just because you're not friends with that person anymore. Uh, just don't constantly complain about that person to your mutual friends or say negative stuff. There's like I said, from a personal perspective, it's not nice to hear that somebody has decided not to be your friend anymore from all of the other people around you instead of from that person, you know, themselves. So, you know, just keep it between you and that person. And you can tell the people, the mutual friends, look, we're not hanging out anymore or I'm, I'm not going to be friends with this person anymore. But you don't have to say why. You don't have to drag them down. You don't have to, you know, kick them when they're down or anything like that. You just just say it like it is and then say but it's okay you know I don't expect you guys to take sides or or do anything about it or have to you know have to listen to any of it um I think because it's going to be awkward for those people and so you want to make it a bit easier on them yeah I like that so another thing you can try and remember is to mention some of the good times that you had or if if it's something that you can't put into your letter or your discussion for whatever reason, um, just be mindful of any good memories or special moments you had. It's a bit like, made me think of the whole KonMari method Mm. of decluttering when you would hold something in your hand, ask if it sparks joy, and if not, you thank it for its presence in your life and for serving you the way it has and you show it some gratitude and then you let it go. And I think you can almost do the same with friendships. And if you're writing a letter or you're talking to someone, you can put it in those terms that it's just the end of a chapter, that it's been great, but, you know, you're no longer aligned and so this this is the full stop. And the way I think of it is if you can end it well It's like when Friends ended or (laughs) Sex and the City or Seinfeld, like they ended on a high and people Mm. were happy and they wanted more and if anything they were disappointed that there was not more. But rather than things getting really sour and bitter and, you know, the viewers stopped watching and the ratings were terrible and so they ended the show on a low Mm. They go out on a high, and so I'm not saying break up with your friends that you're still good friends with, but um, I'm I'm trying to say you can thank people for the chapter they've been in in your life and for being there and for being present, and it's been great, but it no longer works, and you don't want Mm. it to go sour or bitter and twisted. You want to put a full stop now while things are, you know. While while you're still happy to wave hi to them in the street as you walk past them in a year's time or something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Another point, especially if you're seeing someone in person, uh, is to avoid allowing yourself to be talked back into the friendship. 
And hopefully, if you have got to the point of deciding to end a friendship, it's nothing that's been done on a whim. Um, and mm. and hopefully there's been little markers along the way where you might have hinted that you wanted more or you expected more or you were disappointed with something. And if it's not turned out that way, then hopefully it won't come as a entire surprise to that person. But if you find mm. someone turning around to you and saying, no, I'll change, I'll be better, um, <laughs> and you find it really hard to say no, just tell them that you need some space and time to think about it because with a bit of space you'll you'll have the clarity and and then you can respond with no and no is a complete answer in <laughs> in this scenario um mm. no further explanation should be required but I can appreciate that if someone is is begging you <laughs> to still be friends mm. then then it would be hard to say no hard in that moment yeah especially if they're doing what you would do which is crying yeah and not just not just cute crying. I'd be like ugly cry, full ugly You'd be cry, like and that Muriel. big sob, <laughs> like Muriel in the nightclub. Remember when they broke up with Muriel yeah. in Muriel's wedding? So the Americans that are listening, if you've never seen Muriel's wedding, please watch Muriel's wedding. And there is a scene uh, where her friends do break up with her, and she does some fantastically ugly crying. It's brilliant. Oh, if I can find a clip, I'll pop it in our Facebook community just yeah, to remind poor people. poor Muriel. <laughs> um, as a side note to this, there are going to be friendships as well that just end without any words being said. I know we've given you a few tips and tricks if you're, you're actively doing it face-to-face or in a letter, but there will be friendships that come and go and that have the natural growing apart, either a physical distance or for some reason an emotional um distance begins to appear and the friendships just fade to nothing and that's really normal and natural and happens Mm. to everybody too and I think um, sometimes it's it's good to realize that those chapters have just ended and no words words needed to be said yeah it's probably been a very fair and even distancing in Mm. those cases where both both of you have uh, are feeling very much the same way about it Mm. Well, and that was, for me, that was I, when I talked before about that um, feeling overstretched, one of the things that helped clarify that situation is that I moved interstate. Mm. And so there was a core group of friends that stayed really close and then a, a bunch that naturally just dropped off because as soon as there was physical distance between us, the friendships didn't really stand stand that that test and that was okay mm. it was and it was easy it was an easy ending of friendships to just drift mm. into nothing so yeah and there'd be no malice or no hard feelings on either side mm. and if you did run into them it would be like oh my god wow i haven't seen you in how long and mm-hmm. what are you doing and you know i'm doing this and i'm doing this okay cool love to see you see you later bye you know yeah yeah or you just every now and then spot them on Facebook and go, what are they doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> there are still, that's another thing. Actually, that's another whole thing is Facebook friends. We didn't even mention that because there's some friends that you're not actually friends with anymore, but you're connected on Facebook. Ooh. Do you have those? Yes. Um, that might be a whole other episode. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I have. And I remember one time there was one friend from high school that I went through this phase in, with Facebook where I was just started getting rid of anyone who hadn't interacted with me because I was like, well, 
obviously you're not a real friend if you haven't messaged me or whatever. And so I did this like mass call. Anyway, I had one of them message me through my business page. She goes, what went wrong? <laughs> I went back in. You know, I'm like, oh, I just got rid of anyone who hadn't like message or interacted with me for forever. And she goes, I don't use Facebook. She said, but I just like having you there. <laughs> So like I added it back again, um, but it was, it was there was no malice. I wasn't like oh, I don't like that person anymore. It was mm-hmm. more like okay, well, you know I haven't talked to this, per- I haven't seen this person in person for twenty years, and they haven't interacted with me on Facebook in five. So what's the point? You know, I mm-hmm. just you know. But for her, there was a point <laughs> to it. So um, which it was actually quite nice reconnecting. So I think that's actually that's a whole other episode. Yeah. possibly it would be yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll yeah we'll go there. But I think one of the things, and look, this relates to all decluttering. When we talk about decluttering, one of the best bits about having more space is that there's the opportunity for other more important things to enter, whether it be stuff in your house um, or stuff in your head. And in this case, your your friendships, if you declutter some of the friendships that don't feel healthy for you anymore you actually free up some space in your life for new people, new possibilities and, you know, the opportunity for new friendships to occur. And that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that a really like-minded, um, wonderful individual could be right around the corner and if you have the space in your life that, that you know, they might lean in and, and become a really good friend in time to come. Yeah, yeah true. So if you wanted to chat about your friendship breakups, um, maybe those that have gone really well to help us um, with a bit of advice or stories about how maybe you might have done it a bit differently so that it ended better, join us in our Facebook community group and we can have a whole big chat about friend breakups and uh, we will see you again here next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.